Welcome to the AJHP podcast series. The American Journal of Health System Pharmacy is the official journal of the American Society of Health System Pharmacists, an association of pharmacists committed to helping patients make the best use of medications. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org. This is William Zelmer. I'm a contributing editor of the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy, and I'm speaking with Dr. William Galanter, who is one of six authors of an AJHP paper entitled Consensus List of Priority Drug Lab Linkages for an Inpatient Asynchronous Alert Program Results of a Delphi Survey. Dr. Galanter, thanks so much for joining us for this discussion. Thanks. Dr. Galanter, let's start by having you describe for our listeners the scope of responsibilities at the University of Illinois at Chicago, where you practice. Well, first of all, I'm a primary care doctor, so I do practice. I'm also chair of our Pharmacy and Therapeutics Committee, uh, which is ultimately responsible for medication use in the hospital. I'm the medical director for clinical information systems, so I'm responsible for uh, the integration of our computer systems into patient care which is very much related to medication use in a hospital. And I also do clinical research related to medication use. So this project was really good for me related to all my jobs in the hospital. Thank you. Well, the title says that the study involves drug lab linkages in an asynchronous alert program. Could you just elaborate a little bit on that, what that means and why this topic is important? Sure. Most hospitals, especially nowadays with the uh, meaningful use incentives from the federal government, are trying to put up computerized order entry in the hospital and electronic prescribing in the ambulatory setting. And alerting is is expected and well-known in that setting when clinicians are placing orders, pharmacists or nurses or medical doctors, uh, they get alerts about things. And it turns out that that doesn't fix all the problems. A lot of times something looks safe and later on there's a lab result that comes back and that lab now suggests that that medication maybe isn't the, the right thing to do at that time. That's considered asynchronous alerting. So there's a lot of safety that can occur after the clinician gets off the computer uh, during their ordering. So this, I think, is an important topic because as people implement uh, more and more computer systems for ordering, they have to understand that that's not a panacea uh, for safety. I understand. And I can also see why this is so important because sometimes the volume of potential interactions between medications and lab tests can be rather overwhelming. So what you are trying to do is establish a priority list that merits special focus. Correct. So briefly describe the method that you use in this study to come up with your priority list. Well, what we tried to do was use a lot of knowledge from, we have a kind of a research program that is centered at the University of Illinois at Chicago where I work, but we have a lot of collaborators at University of Washington, Northwestern University, Stroger Hospital in Chicago, and we wanted to use some of the knowledge of these collaborators and information from the literature to take kind of a first shot or best guess at what would be some of the low-hanging fruit or useful uh, interactions to look at first, because as Bill just mentioned, there's way too many interactions for anyone to build, so you want to just go after the ones that might be most likely to be useful. So Mm -hmm. we did a Delphi process whereby we began with a very large list of potential interactions that we got from the literature and from our collaborating sites, and we gradually narrowed it down to a consensus group of about 25 pairs that we thought were likely to be useful. And as I understand it, your collaborators in this project were from uh, five different institutions. 
one of the things I'm curious about, uh, have your results uh, influenced practices at all five institutions? We really haven't me measured that. In the paper, we talk about whether or not the institutions actually have their own alert for these particular uh, med lab pairs. And we found that about 25 of the pairs, none of the sites had any decision support. So hopefully through this process, the sites will begin to do their own work on these pairs, but that's not anything we measured in this study. It is our intention, of course, to do that, to distribute these lists to those sites and as well as any other sites that might want to use them. But that's work that's in the process of being done. Do you think that uh, your results can be generalized across all of healthcare? Well, I think that what makes a good alert is somewhat related to the setting. So we very much try to focus on inpatient medications use because the outpatient, there's a different timing. So this, I wouldn't say, is necessarily an appropriate list for outpatient but might be a good list to start at when thinking about what would be appropriate for outpatient. But in terms of inpatient hospitals, this list would be generalizable to all hospitals. There are some niche drugs, uh, one a psychiatric drug for psychosis, uh, that certainly if, if your hospital didn't have a psychiatric ward, it wouldn't be an issue. But generally, this list could be useful for all hospitals, and that was one of our purposes. Okay. Could you describe for our listeners, who we encourage to read the full paper, of course, uh, some of your key findings, and was there anything that surprised you uh, in the final list that was developed? Sure. Well, the first thing we found is that there was a lot of literature on potential interactions between medications and labs, some of it anecdotal, some of it studies. So we were actually able to start with about 600 potential pairs to look at, which is a lot more than I would have guessed initially with my background. From those 600 pairs, it was very easy to get it down to about 100 uh, reasonable ones. It was very, very fast. And after that, there was not a lot of good evidence to suggest what exactly might be the best pairs. And that's why we used kind of a consensus process. One of the things we found is we used domains during the rating process. And the domains were things that you might consider when rating, such as the frequency that the alert would fire, how likely it is to harm a patient, how preventable the harm might be. And what we actually found is that none of those particular domains corresponded to an overall rating except for the severity of harm. So our reviewers were very much focused on the potential severity of harm of the alert and not as much focused on the other elements, which, which actually surprised me. What's not surprising is in our results, as you might expect, a lot of them were related to antithrombotic medications. A lot of them were related to cardiac medications. And the literature shows that these medications are associated with many of the significant adverse drug events in hospitals. So that gives some face validity to the result. Dr. Galanter, uh, one of the things that's going on in hospital health system pharmacy right now is a reassessment of the pharmacist practice model, among other things, looking for ways to attain greater efficiencies. And pharmacists do spend uh, a lot of time reviewing uh, medication orders. And I wonder if you have any thoughts about how the results of your study might sort of feed into this rethinking that's going on in hospital pharmacies about how practitioners spend their time. I think we hope to help with that process in that we've kind of given a, a basic starter set, potential drug lab interactions that at least a group of experts with a review of the literature suggested it would be very important to start looking at. So I think there could be a refocusing of effort towards some fundamental high likelihood, highly useful pairs to focus on instead of reviewing all medications in all labs, which is extremely time consuming. In addition, uh, hospital pharmacists are always involved with effort to implement CPOE and clinical decision support. And you cannot have clinical decision support for every conceivable drug, drug, and drug lab 
interactions. So this would be a very good set uh, to consider initiating uh, if you were starting from scratch with clinical decision support. And, and hospital pharmacists are always uh, very much involved with that. I get the sense that this paper in AJHP is one part of an ongoing research effort by you and your team. What's next in your line of research here? Well, our research was overall to really see if there are things we can do to augment clinical decision support uh, that directly occurs during CPOE with other types of decision support to even improve safety more. So the idea of this part of it was to pick the pairs that we were going to study, and now we're in an implementation phase where these pairs are actually being turned on in our hospital, and we're validating them and picking the appropriate thresholds, and then they're going to be shared with all our collaborating hospitals, and then we're going to study, see how well they work, and that'll even be more useful because then we'll find, you know, we, we thought these 25 would be useful. We might find that 18 are useful or 16 or whatever it is, and then other hospitals could be more confident uh, that these will be useful for them to use. So in a sense, we're doing some of the validation uh, legwork so other hospitals can just turn them on and get some value from them. Well, that helps me understand that. Very good. Thank you. Dr. Galanter, uh, thanks so much for taking time to discuss your important paper in AJHP. Congratulations on publication of that paper. And uh, I know this will be an interview quite interest to uh, AJHP readers and ASHP members. Thanks again. Thank you very much. This is William Zelmer, AJHP Contributing Editor, and I've been speaking with Dr. William Galanter, one of six authors of an AJHP paper entitled Consensus List of Priority Drug Lab Linkages for an Inpatient Asynchronous Alert Program, results of the Delphi survey. That concludes this podcast. For more information, please visit www.ajhp.org.